Long drive, left center field, way back. Shohei Otani starts tomorrow. Tonight he cracks a home run. Number 21 for the American League leader. That's right, he is. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Ben Upton will share all of his bets for the College World Series in in Omaha. That is starting tomorrow, believe it or not. It's finally time to eventually crown a national champion in college baseball. But first, let's go over last night in Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani with his 21st home run of the year as the Angels did drop one to the Rangers. We will talk about Otani's start on the mound later on in the show. But he has 21 home runs. He's one off the pace. He is leading the American League in home runs. And, boy, that was an absolute bomb going more than 450 feet down in North Texas, Joe. So, yes, we can talk about all the great things uh, pertaining to Shohei Otani. But perhaps the bigger bit of news uh, that is in the Angels' favor, just all the bad things that have been going on with the Houston Astros as of late. The no-good, very bad week down in Houston uh, features Lance McCullers undergoing surgery Tuesday evening on his right forearm. And then it was announced that Jordan Alvarez is out for at least another four weeks with an oblique strain. So, Joe, let's start with this. If you are the Rangers or if you are the Angels, uh, you know, not, not necessarily you are embracing uh, other teams getting hurt and, you know, losing key players. But how much more do you like your chances of clenching the division if you're one of those other ball clubs? Uh, by the way, speaking of Otani, now minus 250 across the board this morning for your AL MVP. Uh, we have, uh, we're, we're just about approaching, or, or we're at, we're at the midway point of June. Yeah, if you think he's going to play a full season, because that'd be the only one. Only thing that would stop All right. Oh, he's back. God damn it. He's not. Am I back? <laughs> there you are. We are not yeah, sure. Yeah, you're here. Yeah. Okay. Glad you could hear me. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what we're talking about. Oh, AL West. Yeah, exciting. Uh, go yes. for it. Go for it. These <laughs> things do happen from time to time. Yeah, there may be a more talented team in your division that you expect to be chasing throughout the year, and things just fall apart. You know, this thing, this happens a couple, I'd say a couple teams a year in Major League Baseball where, you know, it's just <laughs> the unlucky factor is, is, uh, is there, is evident, whether we're talking about – the way things go with games or, or injuries or whatever it is. But, yeah, you don't know that uh, you're going to have another opportunity when the Astros are down bad like that. So you're going to have to be in go-for-it yes. mode in about a month. Man, I'm feeling great. All I needed was something bad to happen to the Astros for my Rangers to win the division bet. So I'm loving it. Although I am also feeling like a bit of a buffoon because wasn't I saying <laughs> something yesterday about Alvarez and home run leader and then here he is gonna be missing more time so stupid idea by me the hex is back (laughs) the mush the hawk hex I like this yeah (laughs) I like this alliteration perhaps I just hex the rangers too while I'm at it in this segment oh see my uh well nine to one flush down the toilet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, that's over. That's over. Uh, the DeGrom thing happened. So now it's gone, right? 
No, I was not panicking yeah. after that. Okay. No, but I'm saying in on Texas, and then he's dead for a few years, or maybe forever. <laughs> dead? Oh my gosh. R.I.P. DeGrom. Listen, Aww. the Rangers can We're still add some people pieces. again. Let's go. Yeah. Dog days of the sports calendar. Yeah, let's murder folks. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's too bad. Uh, our condolences to Jacob DeGrom, his uh, family and friends, and all of those who uh, loved him in some way, shape, or form. Uh, yeah, so it, definitely uh, there should be concern as far as the Astros uh, are, are dealing mm-hmm. with things. And we're going to be talking uh, later in the program about uh, Major League Baseball teams make or miss the playoffs. And the Astros may very well come up because here is a ball club that probably still is highly touted in some way, shape, or form. But the Rangers may clinch the division. The Angels are certainly formidable. Uh, Maybe not Mm -hmm. so much the Mariners anymore. But that is a really tough league uh, with which to clinch a wild card berth in. And if you're not winning that division in the American League West, then you are subjecting yourself to potential harm. And that could very well happen to the Astros. So is it possible that maybe there is some value out there and saying, you know what? And, you know, we'll talk about other ball clubs later. But as I'm looking at uh, the latest odds for Houston, uh, their playoff uh, odds to make the playoffs, yes is at minus 350, no is at plus 290. I think a lot of that is uh, clutching onto our priors. But is there perhaps value in saying, no, the Astros will not be a part of the postseason? Yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting part of the conversation. Look. Uh, where we are in the year right now, what are we, uh, about 70-some games for a lot of teams? There are two divisions that have uh, a, a win probability over at Fangraphs above 75%, two of them. I think that's pretty good. None of them have more than five. As great of a start as Tampa had, they're in an awesome division, so they have a five-game lead. And then, you know, we've got a, we've got one that's one game, we've got a couple that are sitting at three and a half. All these are up for grabs. And I don't know how much all of that is going to change in a month when we're all about the trade deadline. So, yeah, I I think it's – there are a small group of teams where you can say right now, no, no, they're out, they're done. It is very small. Uh, 24 teams have at least a 9% chance of making the playoffs right now. So that's that's going to be the interesting part moving forward that even some of these teams that you may not look at as title contenders, they're in awful divisions. So there is that path. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's And that's going to be interesting as far as, say, like the trade deadline, how to think about ball clubs improving, things like that. So definitely I want to circle back to this idea once we get to make-miss playoffs uh, later in the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as mm-hmm. far as other baseball headlines, Aaron, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, hit a couple of home runs, one in each game of the Braves' doubleheader against the Tigers. They also swept that doubleheader, so the whole 75% of doubleheaders are split thing did not apply to the Braves-Tigers. How about that? Uh, but Ronald Acuna's odds uh, to have the most home runs, that has shrunk a little bit. Uh, I believe it's down to 30 to 1. Is that a trigger with which you want to pull, Aaron? 
Yeah, we were just talking about that before the show because he was someone, you know, that we were talking about that has some value. And I think it was Jake who said he's capable of getting like five home runs in a week and catching up and then he gets two. So um, timely there. But yeah, so right now, how far back is he? He's like five, seven back, I guess. Yeah. So he's got 15. But yeah, I think I still think he's a good look. Yeah, Uh, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, also from Atlanta yesterday, we talked about that ridiculous Strider K-Prop number. Didn't come close to the nine and a half. Six strikeouts <laughs> in his start yesterday. Not, not that it was, you know, Strider's bad or anything, but that, that number was just so silly. Off by three and a half uh, full Ks. That certainly stood out. And th- this will uh, be brought up again coming up in a few minutes here. The NL Central's interesting. It- it's not strong. But what's happening there is uh, pretty interesting. So the Pirates take over first place, and what happens? They've lost the last couple of days to the, to the Cubs, and they might get swept by the Cubs today. The Reds are the buzzy team with De La Cruz, of course, and they go out and they sweep Kansas City. They've now won five consecutive games. So the movement there is interesting. We talked about how yesterday the Cardinals are finally slipping back in the odds, you know, sitting around eight, nine uh, games back, and it's like, Pick a team, any team. They pretty much all have value except for Milwaukee, uh, the two centrals. It's just uh, hunting for the value and trying to figure out that right spot because, I mean, there are so many teams that could win those uh, brutal divisions. I remember yeah. when I was uh, I remember when I was a young lad, uh, there was a morning radio show that I used to listen to, and one of the ways they marketed themselves was, we suck less than the competition. Yeah. And I feel yes. like that's how the AL and, C- and NL Central ball clubs need to market themselves. If you are the Pittsburgh Pirates, <laughs> for instance, you should come out and say, we suck less than the rest of the competition. And that, that's some exciting <laughs> marketing stuff that I'm willing to give for free. And it's weird, too, with the Cardinals, because they were hot for a while. That seems like forever ago now. And then, like, what happened? It's just like they haven't been able to turn things around again. Mm-hmm. The Reds were 50 to 1 10 days ago for the division. And now look at them. They're a game and a half back. So I understand Gosh. why they've been getting all this steam. Wild. LA Is that the Cruz Ellie De La Cruz? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bump, the boost. God, exactly. Yep, it's amazing. Oh, brother. Tell you what, let's move on now uh, to basketball. And Aaron, I'll start with you here because uh, Bradley Beal is in your neck of the woods. Uh, According to The Athletic, uh, Bradley Beal and the Wizards are expected to work together on a trade uh, should team officials elect to reset the roster and basically start from the ground up. And perhaps the most uh, or the highly likeliest suitor uh, would be the Miami Heat. Uh, They seem to be the most prominent uh, team in this mix. And what's so interesting to me about this story, Aaron, is that Bradley Beal is the only NBA player with a full negotiated no-trade clause, which means he gets the final say as to where he goes. And even though it feels like that the NBA and specifically players and agents have a lot more autonomy as far as who plays where, in reality, if you're looking at the contract and legalese, Bradley Beal's the only one who has that no-trade clause, and he could very well make another team drastically better. 
But could he though? I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy and that contract's absolutely ridiculous. It's as if he just robbed the Wizards. They haven't even sniffed the playoffs since he signed that thing, it seems like. Ever since John Wall left, what have the Wizards done? And I know there, there's a lot of talk those two didn't like each other, but now it's kind of like, well, when John Wall was here, the Wizards were playing a lot better and Bradley Beal was healthy. It seems like he's always healthy and he doesn't even play. How old is he now? I just think, also, if you're the Wizards, you're not going to be able to get much back for him because that contract is absolutely no. ridiculous. I can't believe he's 29. He's only 29. Seems like he, he's been playing forever, but maybe it's just because yeah, right? he's been in Washington for so long. But yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy and you know contribute to a team like the Heat. But lately in Washington, it just seems like he's always injured these days. Yeah, uh, with guys like Beal, I always wonder how different it would be if you're in a winning situation, if you're in a competitive basketball situation, uh, breathes new life into you. But yeah, that contract, yeah. man, we're one year into this $251 million deal. But the idea of Miami makes so much sense. You have the great coach, you have the depth, and the one that they point to is Jimmy and... You know, he can't do it for a full season. We're at, we're at that stage with Jimmy where, yes, he can have some stretches where he's awesome and he puts the team on his back. But I, I don't know that he can do that. You don't need him to do it for the reg entire regular season. But can he do it for an entire playoff run? I think we can make the argument that he was unable to do that. Now, in injury questions, sure, that's fair to bring up. But it's been a hard, you know, Jimmy, you mentioned Beal's age 29. Jimmy's about four mm -hmm. years older. It's been a hard 10 plus years, I think 12 now for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. So maybe we're learning that, yeah, in stretches, he's awesome and can take over games. But as far as taking over weeks in a playoffs, which you need at times, um, Beal might be able to fit in seamlessly if they can make this work. Yeah, and I do think like being on a team that can contend for a championship will probably motivate Beal a lot. I mean, these Wizards teams have just been so law that it would be hard for any player to get excited to play on a nightly basis here it's just it's been tough ever since they made the playoffs and you know were ousted by boston it's just been kind of a downhill they got rid of wall and they've been trying to work they had Rui here for a while they've been trying all different kinds of things it's just not working so it's probably time to just rebuild hit the reset button here in washington and hopefully for beal he can get on a better team and get back to playing and having some fun. I can't believe he's only 29. Definitely thought yeah. he was in his 30s. <laughs> you don't believe in uh you don't believe in Chris Saps Porzingis uh turning things around and making no. the Wizards contenders. Okay. All right, fair enough. That's fair. Any, you, you know, it's interesting yeah. when yeah, when we talk about Miami, I mean, this is one of the more consistent franchises in the NBA. I'm just looking at their playoff yeah. history. Obviously, they lost in the finals uh you know, this past season, then they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, lost the before that, before that, they lost the finals. They won the finals in 2012, 2013 with LeBron James. Miami doesn't really regroup or rebuild. They reload quickly. And this may be just the move that they need to make in terms of the pieces. Yeah, Aaron. And also, Beal is a Gator. So it can be, be like going home for him in a way since he went to college down there. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM coming up next. With the All-Star break one month away, there's still plenty of value on the board to make and miss the Major League Baseball playoffs. 
And we have our eyes set on a few teams, and we will share those right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with Ben.